0: Hey, everyone, it is Raz. Uh, the The podcast has grown a fair bit over the past month, and I just wanted to take a moment before the episode starts to say thank you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my stuff, especially a D&D podcast. Uh, when I know there's a million, um, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this one. For those of you who are newer, I wanted to talk about a few things that you might not know as much about, um, just so you have all the information. Uh, The first of those things is the Patreon page. Pretty much at the moment, there are a handful of tiers with rewards ranging from getting episodes early to getting the character sheets of characters from each episode to getting uh, extra pieces of writing on the lore of Cortia to uh, creating an NPC who, who will show up in a future episode. If you're interested and have the ability, uh, the links are in the description, otherwise it's patreon.com slash onceuponaroll. Any support helps the show a fair bit because it can allow me to produce things more quickly and and put more resources back into the show. So if you have the ability, consider doing it. The other thing is the Discord server. For a while, I had just the Once Upon a Roll server, but recently I decided to combine that with my Razbutin Discord server. So the link for that is also in the description, and there is a section for Just Once Upon a Roll. So whether you're a fan of the main channel or or just the podcast, there is something for you there. Anyway, I appreciate you so much, and I, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Once Upon a Roll, a D&D podcast where I, Razbutin, play a one-on-one session of D&D 5th edition with a guest in the land of Cortia, a homebrew setting that I've been using for the past two and a half years. Each episode takes place at a different time and place across Cortia in order to bring new stories to my world. So if you missed an earlier episode, feel free to go back and check it out, but you will not be completely lost if you start here. For updates, information, and additional content, check out the Twitter account, Discord server, and or the Patreon. Links for everything are in the description. Without further ado, I want to jump into the episode and introduce my lovely, wonderful guest, Ryan Tatum. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Raz? I'm doing well. I just had some coffee, so I'm I'm feeling primed and pumped. I'm drinking my Mountain Dew Game Fuel. I'm ready to game. Oh, I've got that carbon fuck. grip with my resealable tab. I'm not even ready to run this session now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not ready for a gamer like that. So the first question I always like to ask, even when I know the answer, uh, have you played D and D before? Or a better question is, what's your experience with D and D and tabletop games? I have
1: uh, actually. I uh, my first experience with rpgs uh tabletop rpgs was with uh star wars uh saga edition um that mm-hmm. was my first kind of like stab at it and then after that i played a lot of pathfinder okay and then i don't think i knew that you played a lot of path i don't think i knew that That this is new information to me yeah i played a, i knew the star wars like, I, awesome. I played a Magus and pathfinder all the time Okay. Yeah, I uh, I loved Pathfinder, and then from that I went to Warhammer, and then from Warhammer I went to D and D. So I kind of jumped around for a bit until I got to the real meat and potatoes of tabletop.
0: Sure, <laughs> or at least the most popular, right? <laughs> in, in modern times of it, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So how how many years have you have you kind of been in the in the shit? I, I feel like <laughs> not that many, like maybe ten years,
1: uh, and it's it's always yeah. been like on and off. Like, mm-hmm. it's uh it's never been, like, a consistent thing. It's, like, once every three months or something like that. So I'm not, like, a hardcore player, but I do love it to bits. It's always just sure. finding the right group to
0: play with. That's the hard part. Yeah. No, no, I, I definitely relate to that a lot. And I, I've talked about it a bit on here before, but... I, you know, I probably first played like 10 years ago, but then it was just twice a year when my brother was home from winter break and I was home from winter break and he'd have time to run a game. You know, yeah. it was only until more recently that I'm like, I'm going to do this all the time. If I just plan it, people may come, you know? Yeah, exactly. If I make a podcast and just invite people on, they'll have to play with me. <laughs> that's uh that's the goal of it, well, yeah, very cool. you uh ran a, a little Star Wars game for me and a few other people, which which was a lot of fun. That's definitely a setting in world that is very cool to do stuff in i i'm very partial to the fantasy setting just i don't know i just always have loved it yeah like a good like space opera (laughs) is pretty rare there's a lot
1: of cool things you can do with it uh narratively i i really enjoyed crafting like uh missions for people to go on um i would say my dm experience is not great with open world stuff um but i Mm. loved crafting like scenarios for people to go through and seeing how they solve problems that that was the funnest part
0: yeah yeah and so that's one of the things that i've done with this show is some of the episodes have been like i had this concept that is somewhat rigid that like has a lot of different ways that people could approach it but like it's going to start how it starts and probably end about how it ends so some of those ideas i've done on the podcast so far i kind of want to try out with different players later on just to see how drastically different things go i it's it's definitely two different types of playing right of like here's the open world do whatever you want versus like how how robust is the scenario that I made like how different can it look and I think it's really cool when you compare those two things I remember you were telling us uh the other group that ran the similar scenario you came up with and how like wildly <laughs> the opposite <laughs> of everything we did they did and I loved hearing that sort of
1: thing yeah i I loved seeing it and experiencing it. That was uh, that was very very cool to like see it play out in real time. But you know, this
0: isn't Star Wars. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this is D and D, and we're gonna play <laughs> we're gonna play a little bit of D and D as a little I guess background heads up for for this. Ryan gave me a character and and a few traits about the character are very specific but aside from that you're like have at it like (laughs) yeah so
1: so this this character specifically was my first ever like original character i created um which started Mm -hmm. out as a self-insert um but ended up like over time and years of playing kind of molding it into something new and i always wanted to like the dm aspect of DD is the most fascinating to me because that's the person that's creating all of the world and the events they they are the designer uh, and i want to just put pieces of something in their hands and like s- see what they can build with it so yeah. so that's kind of what we what i'm trying out today with you raz because every dm that i've tried to give something To do with this character they've kind of just kind of like set it on the side and they're like well we'll handle it later and then we never came to it so we'll
0: see how it goes yeah Uh, yeah
1: i'm very interested (laughs) to see what happens
0: well so unless you have any admissions or things you need to say I i think we should jump in sounds great well let's jump into this episode of once upon a roll the kingdom of cortia has thrived for over a thousand years in that time, it's endured war against powerful enemies, outlasted deadly feuds between its lords, and fought against evil, both this plane and others. However, during the most recent Festival of the Autumn Sun, the sage's ritual revealed the nearly forgotten omen, the sign of Black Sun, a symbol only seen once before, and it almost led to the destruction of Cortia. Panicked, the common folk in the capital city rioted, and when the dust settled, the king was dead and his two children had disappeared in the night. The lord of the city of Edgewood, Tom Dunn, restored peace to the capital, and with no heirs of the king anywhere to be seen, he decided to sit the throne and take the position of Lord Regent. But this story takes place a year before the Festival of the Autumn Sun, and in all honesty, you're not really sure where you are. Your eyes blink open, but everything is a little fuzzy. You're not sure how you got out of the tower alive. Really, you're not sure how you got into that tower at all. Your mind wanders to all the bodies that had surrounded you, and you do what you can to avoid asking yourself the question that flickers at the front of your mind. But the tower is in the past, and as your vision comes to, you look around and you see that you're in a cabin of some sort. Fur pelts line the floor, But that is where the typical rusticness of this place ends. You see beakers filled with various colored liquids sitting on a desk and and various desks that line the room. You see open books on the floor with text written on them that you don't understand. And before you can even think about sitting up, you hear the creak of a door. And as you look over to it, you see a massive shadowed figure standing at about eight feet tall. What do you do? Am I, did I
1: awake in bed or am I, what was I on Yeah, under? you seem to, uh, you seem to be on
0: a, not necessarily a
1: bed of sorts, but like a cot. Ah, uh, okay. Like I, I quickly look around my surroundings and try to find the weapon that I would have had on me. Roll a perception check. Let's say 16 plus 3, so 19.
0: Okay, yeah, dang, that's good. <laughs> you like kind of do a quick glance and you see like sitting next to the cot you're on is what looks to be your bag, um, along with your weapon. Which you would have daggers, correct? Uh, Yeah, I should have two daggers,
1: and uh, I don't know how to say this. I think it's a yuklua
0: i don't even know what a yukula is it's a um, it's
1: kind of like a like a short a super short spear to where like it's just
0: a handle and then the end has a spear on it okay uh cool you you see on on the floor is your pack with some daggers laying next to it and and your yukula uh your your short spear laying next to it they all seem to be arranged like very neatly
1: mm-hmm so yeah i i quickly run over and grab my yukula Uh, and pointed at the shadowed figure
0: yeah you kind of like just do a roll out of bed and just grab it and kind of like knees on the ground point it up looking up at the shadowed figure Mm -hmm. it steps forward and you see it's a fur bulb. it has pale green fur that covers his body and moppy crimson hair that frames a sort of jovial and stocky face It, it seems like as he steps forward and looks at you and sees you holding, you know, this pointed spear at him, uh, what was a smile fades a bit. Oh, you're awake. Where am I? Why don't you sit down, fella? Uh, you're in my house right now.
1: Where it? Where is your house? Where is here? Where am I? How did I get here? I'm, I'm like, my hand is trembling.
0: He kind of like takes a step forward and is like slowly putting his hand out to try to like kind of push your yokwa to the side you know and not have it be pointing at him mm-hmm. can can i make a check to see if i can like hold this straight or not and see if he can actually sh- push it to? The sure side. sure well so do you like you keep it in position you don't like yeah like you don't ease up all right yeah. i'll just have you then roll a strength check. okay uh
1: man this this new set of dice is really doing me good uh that is a 21
0: oh wow okay i think as soon as he feels any resistance to it and notice he notices that you're not like easily <laughs> letting him push it to the side he'll be like okay okay and he takes a few steps back and sits down in a wooden chair that like definitely seems a little too small for him <laughs> okay. uh, and you hear just it creak as he sits down mm-hmm. and he like kind of has his hands up ask me any question you want my name's Durkin. How did I get here? Well, I was walking the river path, and I found you washed up on the bank of the river. What did I have on me? He kind of points to the pack on one side, and the weapon you're holding, and the daggers. Well, you had all that stuff on you, and you also had some papers in your hand. Uh, And he points over to a table, and you see, like, you know, a stack of a few, like, shredded kind of notes. They were all wet and crumpled, so I used a little prestidigitation to clean them for you.
1: At that point, I, I slowly will lower my short spear. and while keeping eye contact with him, I w- will slowly walk toward the table where the papers are at. What uh what what do I see on the papers?
0: You see a handful of like very scribbled and like poorly written notes. Some seem to be referencing a black book. and as you kind of page through them, there aren't that many all all things said. so you know, the only thing that sticks out to you the most, of any sort of specifics is one note that says, the black book will be safe where the scars of death meet life in its source. One must only speak the goddess's pain to enter. The rest seem a little more just like the black book, it is safe. Or we've delivered the book I,
1: after I read that I, I quickly will gather all the papers and my things and put them in the satchel he just kind of watches you as you do this not saying anything mm-hmm. I quickly walk to the door but then freeze for a second and then look at him and still kind of trembling, say thank you so much for your kindness. I uh, I, I appreciate it, but you should forget that we ever met. And walk out the door.
0: Well, I have a pretty good memory, so it'll be hard to do that.
1: I, well, like As soon as I hear him say that, I freeze outside the door uh, and slowly walk back inside. He's still sitting in the chair. You want some food, son? I, I shake my head and say, no, I, thank you, but I, I need you to understand. You really, really cannot remember that I'm that you helped me that you saw me
0: it's I just need you to make a promise okay well look promises are best known or best kept when two things are considered one is when I know your name and the second is when we do it over food let me make you something
1: I sigh again and look at look through the open door man I'm really nervous about hanging out with this dude (laughs) It's not safe for him. I, uh, I, I, t- I just I wave my hand no and say I'm sorry I can't and, and and I have one hand on the door and I say please, for your own safety, forget you saw me and walk out the door.
0: You see him just kind of looking at you, with like a you know a sad face, kind of like oh I want to help this kid, but you walk out. All right, so yeah, I, I walk out of the cabin. What do I see? Yeah, as you walk, you seem to be in a forested area it seem it's daytime for sure you can't really tell what time of day it is as you look up to try to see the sun it's mostly the sky is blocked by trees for the most part so sunlight's getting through but you can't really see where it is in the sky but it is bright enough at this point so it's it's just a bunch of forests that's it uh that's around you. you see you know a few paths coming off of his cabin there's probably at this point like three pretty clear paths as the way you face one seems to go to the left one straight and one to the right uh i head down the straight path yeah you uh walk down the straight path do you just follow it yeah
1: i would say like at a brisk pace
0: are you like looking for anything in particular or
1: yeah anything that that uh can get me to the nearest town i would say
0: yeah i mean you don't know where that would be
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, I I mean like so, like anything if, that could give me any sort of direction or like could help me figure out where I am without I don't know, I don't trust anybody right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's perfectly fine uh, given given the days that uh, your character's had. I mean, you would say right now like any of those directions it's hard to tell. Going straight though, yeah, you can do that. You want to roll a perception check as you walk? Yeah. That is a 21. Okay. Yeah, you walk. Are you trying to be like a little sneaky covering your tracks or are you just like getting the fuck out? I'm like getting the fuck out right now. Okay. You probably walk for a little over half a mile and you see it start the the path start to curve a bit to, to your right. You hear in the distance just like the flowing of water. It seems not to be like a small brook. But, like a pretty big uh, stream of something.
1: well, it's probably been a minute since I've had some water, so I'm gonna gonna go get a drink just from from this stream
0: you so you walk and like as you follow the noise, you hear it kind of get louder and louder, almost like the sound of rapids. And as you you know break through a little part of the forest, you move out into a little more open area and see a pretty massive river in front of you. Uh, it seems probably if you wanted to ford it, it'd be like forty feet, Oof. and it it definitely is moving a little quickly. But there's like a little bank that you can definitely walk towards, and you know sip from from the water if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. I'll the I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. You uh, walk forward. You know, kind of bend down, lap it up. It it's definitely nice. Your mouth was very dry when you woke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you seem pretty dehydrated, and kind of gives you a minute to take some breaths and sit back and, and breathe a bit. Um, do I notice
1: anything, like, strange about, like, my... Now that I have, like, a moment to, like, sit down and breathe, uh, do I notice anything, like, strange on my person or, like, about my body? Or do I, do I feel normal?
0: I'd say you have, like, a few bruises. You have, like, a few spots where bandages are wrapping you up, like, you know, one on your arm and one on your leg. But aside from that, yeah, you, you seem okay. Um, and uh, yeah, how about this? As you look forward, you know, and kind of get a sips, you see your reflection, uh, into the river. What, what do you see in your reflection? Can you describe your character as, as you look at yourself?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I see a half elf, a half human, half elf with, uh, dark black hair with, uh, gl- like nearly glowing blue eyes. As soon as I see my eyes, I feel very unsettled. I, uh, I just get a few more drinks of water and then, uh, I try to go back down the path, just uh, at a slightly quicker pace.
0: So following that straight path again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after, after you do that, you, you head back to the path and, and begin walking. Um, I'll have you make another perception check. Okay. That is an 11. You walk along the path probably for about, like, three hours. You notice it seems to kind of run parallel to the river, mm-hmm. and it seems like it is going I, I guess what you would notice is judging by the direction the water was flowing you seem to be hit heading like upstream when you're following this path mm, so yeah so that's a, that's about as much directional <laughs> things yeah, that you'd be able to so, figure out
1: so am i walking like uh against the direction of the water
0: yeah yes yeah, so you are heading the opposite way of the water okay well so like if you were in it you would be flowing the other direction then uh then I will continue
1: uh, in that direction. but I would say the moment that I notice that the uh, the water starts to like deviate from the path, I would want to like do another perception
0: check. It seems to pretty much follow the river path. like the, the river seems to pretty much go parallel with this for about as far as you walk. You, you probably walk for about like four hours and you start to see that it is getting a little darker out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are still in wooded area and you can still hear the river kind of running alongside it mm-hmm. okay i
1: don't know where i am and i don't know how i got here but he said he found me on the river it's getting darker i'm trying to think here what uh what my best course of action the safest course of action is oh wait i have dark vision so uh, I should be able to see in the darkness, no problem.
0: Yeah, uh, for the most part. I mean, it'd be like grayscale and whatnot. But you'd be better than, yeah, a human walking yes. around. Also, you you know, at a point, you probably feel like you can't travel a whole lot anymore. But, you know, because you'll have to risk taking a point of exhaustion. But, you know, forever, however long you want to walk, you can. Yeah, uh, let's take the risk
1: of the exhaustion. And okay. um, And I'm actually going to continue following the river um now that it's dark uh, it's getting darker so i'm actually going to
0: stick next to the river this time yeah so as you're closer to the river i'll have you make another perception check okay uh ooh, that one's not great it's a five so if you're following the river what what i'd say with a five
1: <laughs> you're kind of
0: <laughs> walking and just like Listening to the sounds around you, and I imagine just with the sort of exhausted state you woke up in, the confused state you woke up in, you know, it's hard to focus completely in and, and the panic you kind of feel just internally. And you hear a voice say, Oh, hey, how you doing? do i know what direction it's coming from it seems to be i mean as you look up you see about like 20 feet in front of you there's a man and a woman and a donkey with uh you know packs slung over it setting up a little camp by the riverside and letting the donkey take a drink
1: uh i as soon as i see them i like nearly trip over myself uh out of surprise because like they were almost in front of me and i didn't see them
0: didn't mean to scare you uh it's uh
1: it's fine it's fine. Um would would any would either of you be able to tell me where I am? I, I I'm a bit lost. Well, you're right by the Royal River. Um let's uh explain to me as if I were a child. What if uh what if I didn't know what the Royal River was?
0: The man and woman kind of like look <laughs>
1: at each other confused i i i like try to laugh it off i'm like i i know it sounds ridiculous but um just uh uh, please entertain uh, a friendly stranger if you wouldn't mind
0: yeah uh would
1: you like some water i like kind of like kneel down to the river and like kind of lap some up i'm like no i've plenty over here i'm good you should probably boil okay
0: um yeah the (laughs) royal river it runs uh pretty much from edgewood all the way down to the capital of Cortia, You're in the spot of it where it's in the Royal Wood, which is just a little bit north of Cortia. You're kind of at the northern edge. We just entered the wood a little bit ago. Where are you trying to get to?
1: That's, uh... I kind of sigh a bit, and I, like, pinch the bridge of my nose. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, uh, unfortunately, don't really remember much of anything. I kind of woke up here. I'm trying to just find the nearest town to where I can get some more information about uh, what what's happened to me and, and where i'm going
0: hmm. well the nearest city would probably be the capital but that's probably about from here 50 to 60 miles south
1: i i as soon as it says that i nearly like collapse in exhaustion
0: oh here son let me give you some food what's what's your name and he kind of like comes over and you know pulls out a little box that seems to have like little bits of, uh bits of like meat uh and cheese in it and holds it out to you i
1: uh i I think i'm too tired at this point to even try to fight it um so so i I take some and uh i as i'm like chewing down uh i i just kind of look up at the night sky and say all i remember is the sound of rain uh you can just call me rain i guess uh that's as good as name as any right now certainly
0: is well
1: my name's darren um darren uh thank you thank you for so much for your kindness
0: of course this is my wife gloria
1: uh i kind of like bow my head nice to meet you she gives a smile
0: and this is our donkey. we just call him ass and
1: he gives a little <laughs> laugh i i chuckle as well
0: so you say you don't remember stuff far back huh uh m- much
1: of anything really um I All I really know is that uh, I can use magic. Um, I can feel it coursing through me, but I'm not entirely sure uh, what I can do with it. I know that I might have been attacked. I have some bruises on me, but other than that, I'm, I'm really not sure. Hmm. I uh, all, all I know is that I, need, I just need to get to the nearest town, and the capital that you're describing sounds as good a place to start as any. If they have a library, that'll be the perfect place for me
0: to start my search. Okay. Well, you know, it'll be a few days journey from here. But sure. I mean, you can just probably follow the river and it'll take you where you need to go. Is there
1: are there no smaller towns, no independent libraries following the path? Did I did I fuck up by taking this middle path?
0: <laughs> no, not necessarily. I I don't know what you're trying to do. Are you if if you're just looking for a town, there's probably one about 25 or so miles north you'll get past and out of the forest and go a little further up called alpha um alpha you said it's it's
1: it's like i i feel like i can barely keep my eyes open at this point you said it's a small town
0: Um, pretty small uh might have some books and some library Ah, that that sounds uh what direction is that i'm just Keep heading north upstream. Eventually, I'll, you'll break through and uh, probably be able to find a decent enough path. I'll. Uh,
1: I. I I'm fighting very hard to keep my eyes open, because um, I don't want to fall asleep near these strangers. I. I'm like kind of like slapping my face a little bit and like uh, yes. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. I will. Uh,
0: yeah, make a Constitution saving throw. Okay.
1: Ooh, that's not bad. Where's the a nineteen?
0: Uh, yeah, you're able to like blink and be like, no, I will not fall asleep here. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I I finish up the last bit of the food that they gave me, Um, kind of stand up and give like a modest bow and say, I, I, I apologize. I don't have anything to
0: offer in exchange for this. I'm so sorry. They kind of give you like a concerned look. No, no worries. We're happy to help a stranger, especially one who seems to be in need. You need a place to stay tonight we have an extra tent always have ask harry some
1: <laughs> no i i appreciate it i i think i have uh enough energy in me to to make it to that town y'all were talking about so i'll uh i'll try to get to a nice inn hopefully once i get there i i appreciate it once again and i uh i start to turn and head toward the direction they pointed out
0: yeah you had uh, you know what they have kind of confirmed to be north, which is moving along the river, and you watch them just kind of look at you <laughs> as you walk away, both both with concerned looks on their face. ask the donkey doesn't really seem all that fussed. <laughs> yeah you you continue on, you see that it's starting to just be dark, which you can you know still see the path decently enough ahead of you. do you just keep walking mm-hmm, okay. I'd say as you walk, you know, a few hours pass, given, like, your exhausted state, I'll I'll have you roll another constitution yeah. saving throw. Uh, it's a 14. Okay, with a 14, you are being able to blink awake, but I am going to have you take a point of exhaustion. Okay. Until you sleep. That is fair. So you are able to kind of continue along. I mean, as far as what you know for travel and, like, moving places you imagine getting like 20 miles would probably take like 10 hours at least of walking maybe more it depends on your pace
1: oh god um yeah i mean at at this point with with my state um as long as i'm gonna make a perception check to see if i notice anything out of the ordinary around me and if i don't then i'm gonna try to set up like a makeshift camp Mm -hmm. that is a nine
0: it's not great okay you yeah you don't you look around and you're like okay I don't think anything weird is here. It just seems to be a forest and you don't really hear like the howling of wolves or anything that gives you too much concern. Mm -hmm. I'll say like you see a little spot like kind of along the further end of the bank, like far enough from the river where you wouldn't be fussed by water, where it seems to like kind of curve over a little bit, you know, and you feel like, oh yeah, I could probably get a little shelter by laying under that. I, uh, yeah, I head over there. Okay. (laughs) You just walk, kind of roll in, and just <laughs> hit the snooze. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does not take much to, to fall asleep. And, and as as you sleep, I'll say the point of exhaustion goes away. Okay, cool. But yeah, you fall asleep pretty quickly, but it's not necessarily a peaceful or easy sleep. You have visions as you dream. You keep seeing the tower You see men in robe, tattered cloaks, praying to something. You keep hearing the phrase, black book, black book. There's a little flash in your dream of you in the cabin with the furballed man, you picking up all of your stuff, grabbing the notes, seeing that one note that said, the black book will be safe where the scars of death meet life in its source. One must only speak the goddess's pain to enter. And that phrase just plays over and over in your mind until you gasp awake as sunlight comes across your face. I immediately do perception check around me. Roll it. Uh, Oh, it's a nat 20, baby. Uh, I'll say like as you kind of, you know, move over and look around, the only thing you see is, the only thing I guess that's out of the ordinary that you would see is a deer on the other side of the river kind of bending down, drinking from it as a fawn next to her just like stares at you not drinking but just the fawn is just looking at you Mm -hmm. i also just
1: watch them for a bit just kind of trying to obviously calm down from the visions that i was just having Mm -hmm. uh and i stare at them for a bit and then um i kind of like sit cross-legged and kind of like look down at my hands and try to um like center myself take some deep breaths and i try to cast A spell, and I don't know what what would come out, but I just like extend my hand to see what happens.
0: Just trying to cast magic in general. Yeah, yeah. So you you put your hand out and just focus, and you feel like black little tendrils starting to form at your finger. Uh, Do you just point it at like the ground in front of you? Yeah, or like at the river. Okay, you see those tendrils kind of combining together and making almost like a black ball of sorts i need you to roll uh to hit (laughs) just roll an attack roll a
1: 15
0: no that's a that's a
1: 13 sorry
0: okay yeah so you put it out and you see them all forming together and then it blasts from your hand and just collides with the water causing a splash come up you see the deer and its fawn just bolt away (laughs) after after you shoot into the river
1: uh i am just like staring at my hand in horror because uh from what i can remember i'm like that that doesn't feel like like the magic that i would be familiar with Mm -hmm. i kind of just like shake my head and try to put it out of my mind and uh gather my things and begin my journey once again
0: okay are you following the path or the river? I'm following the river at this point. Okay. You eventually get to a point where you see the forest that the river goes through is starting to like thin out some. It seems like you're about at the forest's end. As you move in that direction, I'll have you roll a perception check. Okay. That is a 19. You look around, kind of right at the point where you're at where the river meets the forest, you look and see the ruins of what seems to be an old, almost like a castle town of sorts, but it's like, you know, seems like nature has started to reclaim it. No building probably at this point stands over 10 feet tall. It's mostly just walls. You know, you can get a feeling of what buildings may have been in the past. But yeah, it seems to be desecrated and not a recent desecration, <laughs> but, but one that must have happened hundreds of years ago, you know, as moss covers all of the st- old strong stones. So it's abandoned. It seems to be abandoned. Yeah. Oh, those bastards. They
1: didn't tell me that because this could be the town they were talking about. I am going to just check it out just to see if it, it is what they were talking about
0: yeah uh so do you just kind of walk around
1: uh yeah i, I just look for an entrance through the wall
0: yeah so like yeah as you look around it's it's not just one wall it's like a bunch of old buildings that have been knocked down to their bases you know crumbled rock falling over it really is like the ruins of what maybe was once a decently sized castle town there's no, like, formal city to walk in or through. You would imagine no one in their right mind would say, hey, <laughs> this is a town <laughs> to the north. You should go visit it. Mm-hmm. It it just mostly seems to be a ruin. I mean, can
1: I would do a perception check to see if I notice anything out of the ordinary.
0: Yeah, sure. God, this dice is so good. Uh, 21. Yeah, so as you're kind of looking around, I'd say that kind of near a point where, like, right along the tree line where the river starts moving into the forest proper and the ruins are still all around, you see just, like, a circle of stones and the grass, like, within that circle. And you can, like, kind of step over the stones. The highest point is maybe five feet, but, like, for the most part, like, they're all about, like, one or two feet of stone. You can step into that circle, and as you kind of look, the grass does seem to be, like, a different color and maybe even texture than the rest of the grass beyond i want to do an arcana check roll arcana it's a 16 yeah as you kind of sit you know and feel you definitely seem to sense some sort of magical presence a presence or like a rem a remnant it's se- it like so it seems like there is magic afoot so more of a presence. Got it. Okay.
1: I, uh, I I kind of like sit in the middle of this circle uh, of stones and I extend my hand out again and try to like see what I can sense via magic, which I guess would be using detect magic. Okay.
0: Yeah. You would notice kind of like a dark aura kind of all around it. It seems like if you had to, you know, put a color to it, it definitely has like a black aura to it Mm -hmm. the school of magic would be abjuration what is that again magic that blocks banishes or protects
1: oh okay um interesting but it's dark so it is protecting the dark or it is a darkness that is protecting
0: uh you would probably sense the latter hmm but protecting what
1: can i inspect the, the you said the grass is like a different texture can i like inspect that a little more uh, sure.
0: Uh, what kind of roll would that be? Perception. Well, I guess investigation, because you're right up close.
1: Yeah, so investigation. That's a great roll, too. That
0: is a 21. I, I'd say, yeah, you kind of, like, bend down, put your fingers through it, and you feel like as you push down on it, once you get, like, a little further, it doesn't seem like dirt goes very far. You kind of dig a bit, and you see, like, stone right beneath it and not just like typical earth rock but like cobblestone yeah interesting
1: do i see anything around me that i could use as like a makeshift shovel roll a perception check a 21 again
0: yeah you you would look around and you'd see like a stone um that seems to have like kind of been part of one of the buildings and just like shattered in half that's like big enough to pick pick up and hold and move some dirt but not too big where like you can't (laughs) wield it well enough but it definitely seems long and flat enough where you'd be able to kind of get a good amount of things at least better than your hands or better than your spear okay yeah i uh i start digging through this odd grass (laughs) yeah roll a strength check i suppose
1: Uh, that is eight, eight or nineteen.
0: Dang, dude, this I gotta get whatever fucking dice, dude. I don't know what. (laughs) I can't believe this is the first time I've used this dice. Yeah, you dig at the at the grass and the dirt in the circle, and you see like the dirt itself is probably only like goes down maybe an inch before you start getting down to this cobblestone sort of base do you just try to clear as much of it out as you can
1: uh yeah just enough so i can like tell what is underneath
0: yeah as as you clear more and more you see cobblestone that is you know tightly put together and you probably uncover like you know two or three feet of dirt and you notice that there's like a part where there's a line like a little separation almost between two parts of the stone almost as if like it could be opened i try to open it roll a strength check <laughs> oh net one yeah you pull and yeah definitely seems a little difficult in general and i'd say also combined with your detect magic from before you get the sense that there might be some sort of magic specifically protecting this making it harder to open like mm-hmm. by ways other than magic I means it's not necessarily impossible but definitely difficult. I'll
1: I'll clear out the rest of the dirt so I can get a full view of whatever this is.
0: Yeah, so are you just, like, clearing this hole? (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, this... Okay. Yeah, so uh, roll another... Dig check. Another strength check. Another dig check. I'll say athletics. Athletics check. Athletics... That is a 17. (laughs) It's not all that deep, so it's not super hard to dig out. But, you know, you, uh holes it up stanley yelnut style and just start clearing stuff away it probably takes like about an hour of scraping until you kind of look down at the ground and see what you could is very clearly like a cobblestone base with what seems to be a passage that opens inward if you can just find a way to open it all right that's a good question so
1: i i kind of like sit cross-legged again um on top of this structure and i try to just meditate and i know that there's other magic within me besides this dark energy that i feel and i try to find it and see what it is so that i can figure out uh what my options are
0: roll arcana
1: okay um that
0: is a 12 okay you kind of like try to meditate on the powers you felt that blast earlier but you you know that there's more deeper I would say with a 12, and how long do you want to meditate for? Just as long as it takes? Yeah. Okay. I'd say, you know, you are kind of able to think and feel just the energy inside. And there's almost like this tugging feeling in the back of your head um, of some force that does not fully feel like you that is kind of giving like, these are your powers. This is your power. So I would say like, well, maybe you don't know the spell's names. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, I think I have the power to, yes. And you, you know, flick your finger and you see like a little hand, translucent hand come out and pick stuff up. You feel like uh, the sense that you could create fire in various ways, whether it be the cantrip, create fire, (laughs) create bonfire. But you also feel like you can do it in more dangerous and lethal ways. So yeah, I would say you have an idea of all the spells you have after okay. your meditation not necessarily knowing their names or the full extent of their abilities but yeah
1: then the that image of a translucent hand picking things up stands out to me so i try to use mage hand to open this structure
0: roll a strength check with mage hand
1: do i get any type of benefit for being mage hand uh no then it's a
0: six uh yeah nothing happens it's just It's it kind of turns to you and <laughs> as much as a hand can look at you seems to be like, ah, i don't know man tries again but nothing
1: there's got to be a, another way just besides brute forcing this thing open there's nothing else around me that like stands out
0: you know just collapsed buildings and yeah. structures this is seems like you know the way the grass is looking obviously now that you see like oh there is some sort of secret passage here this seems like an anomaly okay for sure i'm looking at, at like
1: all the spells that i have and i don't think any of them are going to help me open a thing up
0: i try do i see are there's still like trees around right uh yeah if you look south you know you see probably yeah like 15 feet south or so yeah you know you see the river and the forest meet. oh and these buildings are probably like some like
1: debris of old uh like wood structures right
0: yeah i'd say like some old broken barrels and whatnot
1: i want to do perception check to see if i can find like a decent sized stick that i can use as like a lever to kind of rig it open yeah roll perception um that is a
0: 13. you're able to find one it's kind of by the riverside so you're like it seems like a big piece of driftwood so maybe not the sturdiest thing but it's definitely a size you'd want okay i'm i'm gonna go try it out okay roll a strength check
1: i'm really good at seeing things i'm not so good at lifting
0: yeah this will affect the dc of it not necessarily your roll, but the dc as the lever's gonna be better than your hands. As a seventeen, okay. You start pushing, and despite whatever magical means are on it, uh, which you're not fully sure, you do feel it start to give some. Uh, you see it opening a little bit first, just a couple inches, but then almost like half a foot, then a foot. And as you're pushing, the driftwood you're holding begins to start to snap. Uh, you can feel it, like, cracking against your pressure. Do you keep pushing? I, I want to keep pushing with one hand and use my other man to cash mage hand to, like,
1: push it out, like, from under a little bit. So, like, the mage hand pushing along with it?
0: Yes. All right. So, yeah, you cast it. Have your mage hand roll a strength check. It is a 19. Wow. Yeah, it's able to keep pushing and eventually... You probably get, like, foot and a half, two feet, and you hear it snap. The mage hand gets pushed back, like, half an inch. Do you put your hands down there to try to keep it open? Yeah,
1: I'll, like, physically use my, my two hands to hold it.
0: Yeah, I'd say you don't even really need to make a roll for that uh, at, at first. I guess if you want to try to push it open more, you can make another strength check. But just, like, putting your body there and, like, wetting yourself in there is enough to hold it. I mean, if I, like, slip
1: down through it, is it going to close on top of me? You get that sense.
0: Okay, then yeah, I'm going to try to open it up all the way. Okay. Uh, Roll a strength check.
1: That is a 17.
0: Yeah, you in this mage hand, which seems to be doing slightly more work than you, uh, (laughs) are able to push it out until eventually you hear, and you no longer feel the resistance of this slate against you. They're locked into place. All right,
1: I uh, look down.
0: Seems to be a staircase going down. How dark is it in there? Pretty dark? Roll perception.
1: That is a 22.
0: Oh, wow. God dang. You look, it seems really dark from where you are at this moment, but you swear like in the distance, way, way in the distance down, there's like a little flicker of something.
1: Uh, All right, I try to
0: go down as quietly as possible. Okay, roll a stealth check that is 21 sweet you're able to you know blend in with the shadows uh and and begin to creep along forward i have on a a black cloak so i like
1: put the hood up of my cloak on
0: okay (laughs) cool you creep along and eventually you get to a spot where you see a torch probably about like 10 feet in front of you uh, which seems to be whatever that flickering light way way down was uh, as you get to the torch, you see that the stairs stop, and it just becomes like a solid pathway. While it was cobblestone up further, here it seems to turn a little more into a dugout cave. You are still surrounded by stone, but it's not a clean-cut sort of passageway.
1: Uh, am I able to tell how long this torch has been burning for?
0: Um, hmm, that's a good question. Roll a survival check.
1: Um, That is a nat
0: one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> burning. <laughs> it's on it's fire. It's been burning for a while. you know. It's a torch. Uh, maybe anywhere from one minute to an hour. You know, who knows? Maybe forever. It's hard to tell. Uh, great. Well, then I'm going to continue to walk forward very quietly. As, as you creep along the tunnel, I'll have you make a perception check. Okay. Uh, that is a 14. Okay. So you see it's mostly a straight path. You know, it, there are some little passageways that move to the side but you see some of them like aren't even full passageways it just kind of has that feeling of it started to become a cave of sorts and there's not necessarily a ton of rhyme or reason to where things lead off but you do in the distance hear the sound coming from what might seem to be a pass to your left not like straight on but seems like something up to the left you hear two voices quietly talking to each other Uh, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself okay, and
1: walk forward in the direction of the voices.
0: Okay. So is that your second spell? Yes. Slot? Okay, so you're out of spells right now until a short rest? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so you are just invisible? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you keep following along with them? I do. Okay. I'm going to have you make a stealth check just for like how loud you are <laughs> you know cuz yeah. if they hear footsteps they might be like what the fuck i got an 11 okay
1: oh wait sorry stealth check that i was checking survival for some reason uh it's actually a
0: 14 okay cool you you know keep creeping up now invisible though and you see them two figures move off from this left path into the same hallway you're moving they do not walk towards you they seem to be walking away from you further down the path as you kind of creep behind them following them invisibly you can't hear the full scope of the conversation there is a moment like after walking for about 10 seconds like one of them kind of looks over his shoulder sees nothing shakes his head and looks forward again Mm -hmm. you see that they are wearing like tattered shirts and robes As, as you look at their backs you can see what on the clothing almost seems like stripes of blood across the back of what they're wearing of course there is of course there is you also seen each of their hands they're holding a whip with nine barbed strands at the end mm. they uh, just keep walking down they, they both have a whip they're both holding whips yeah okay they're talking every once in a while but it's not so much a conversation you know, like just uh, the few pleasantries that two people who maybe may or may not be in some sort of cult <laughs> would share. yeah, they just keep walking along. you follow. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I
1: gotta figure out if they're related to to what happened to me. Roll just a wisdom check, okay. That is a 15.
0: Yeah. You look at the robes that they're wearing and they definitely seem to have similar color schemes and similar tatters to the bodies that you had seen in the tower when you had awoken, however long ago that was. You think days, but it's hard to tell. It seems similar. You remember some of those bodies having the same kind of blood stripes on their back as these men do.
1: Are They're just continuing to walk forward down this path, yeah? Mm-hmm yeah are, are they like walking side by side or is like one behind the other uh they're walking side by side do you think it would be possible to get up behind them and then stab them both in the back with two daggers at the same time <laughs>
0: like assassin's uh, Creed style because it's cool yeah uh, <laughs> what i'll say is the way things will work for this is like your main action is going to be your attack with your dominant hand And your bonus action will be using your offhand to stab with the other dagger, which will probably not do as much damage. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you certainly can.
1: Okay, because if I can get them both, then I can wear uh, their outfit. Yeah. That's my goal.
0: What I'll say is because you're invisible and because it's dope, uh, I'm going to give you advantage (laughs) on the hit for both of them. Uh, So uh, let's—is Rain right-handed? I just assume. Uh, yes. Okay. So we're going to do your dominant hand first, which is going to be your main attack. So roll a, an attack. So that is an, an 11. Well, that's a bad roll. It is, but I want to get advantage where I roll again. Yeah, you get yeah sorry. Yeah, you get advantage. So you can roll a second time. That one is a 15. A little better. Okay. A 15 will hit. So let's roll damage for that. Okay.
1: So that is 1d4 plus 3. Four damage. Four damage. okay. And then we do the other hand now, yeah.
0: Yeah, which will be the same attack, but you don't get to add your damage modifier for the offhand okay. attack. So that'll just be a straight D4 roll for damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad roll, so we're gonna roll the advantage. Ooh, nat twenty. Nice, a nat twenty hits. So uh, just double the dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a three and a four, so seven damage. So yeah, five to the one on the right. So you did worse with your dominant hand (laughs) and seven to the left. You, this does make you go visible as you stab them. You know, you hit the one on the right, you get him kind of in the shoulder, but you get the one on the left in the back of the neck and you just see blood kind of start to pour down. He especially is looking very hurt by it. Neither of them seem to be knocked out from it, but they both kind of yell out in pain I'm going to have you roll initiative. Okay,
1: great. Let's do it. 12
0: is my initiative. Okay. Uh, And what's your dex? Uh, It's 10. Okay. So he also rolled a 12. He has a higher dex, so I'm going to have him go first. The one that kind of turns to you is the one that got hurt uh, a little bit more, that you kind of got in the back of the neck. And he kind of turns, sees just this half-elven figure stand there, looks at you with confusion, and is going to take a swing at you.
1: Oh, no. What? what is, he's not going to see that I'm half If all. He sees is that I've got a black cloak on. A black and hood, I gl- yeah. I have glowing <laughs> blue eyes. That's all I, I guess what do. he'd
0: see, yeah, he would not see the ears, but he would just see these very creepy eyes. Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to turn, and you see him just swing at you with the whip in his hand. Okay. But that's probably not going to hit. Uh, seven. And that's against my what? Your AC, so your AC, your armor yeah, class. Yeah, it's 11. Okay, yeah, you would just kind of duck down, kind of be probably a little more nimble than uh, than him at this moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> very hurt. Uh, and yeah, he just misses and you see him kind of grab the back of his neck and he seems like he's about to try to yell out for help or something. Uh, now you are up though.
1: Okay, I'm gonna take out my short spear and stab him. Okay. Roll to hit. That is with the short speed. It was a 15 again. 15 will hit. Alright, and this this thing does... D8. That is 5 damage.
0: 5 damage. Uh, with the damage you had done before, you see him holding there, he kind of looks at you, you wouldn't say fear in his face, but like more confusion. Uh-huh. And as you bring the spear up, understanding, and honestly almost peace as then you jam it into his chest and the light from his eyes falls and he crumples to the ground that's really unnerving anything else you'd like to do as my
1: bonus action no i mean i I gotta get ready to get this other guy so i will wait my next turn all right oh wait a second actually can i as my bonus action because i'm assuming i stab this guy to see like collapse on the ground or am able to like catch his body
0: if you want to make your bonus action are you saying like so he doesn't just like make a super loud noise as he hits the ground
1: no not that just like i didn't know if i could like use him as a shield
0: uh (laughs) since i was so close to him i would say given your proximity to the other guy using him as a shield would not necessarily help you at all okay cool then i'll just wait my next turn okay the other man in dark robes is up he is going to swing his whip at you uh that is a 17 to hit so he's definitely gonna hit Okay. Yeah, it slashes across your face for five damage. Okay, that's not bad. Not like necessarily cutting deep into your skin, but definitely leaving like a
1: welt. Oh wait, no, I killed that one guy. Don't I get 10 HP? Uh,
0: You get 10 temporary
1: hit points. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have five temporary (laughs) hit Er (laughs) points.
0: Yeah, you feel as if what would have been a cut is just a little bit of a welt as you're emboldened. Uh, from some sort of blessing from some, some yeah, somewhere
1: yeah else. I would say, like, it, it hits my face and I feel the sting, but then it immediately stops hurting. Yeah. All right. You are up. Okay. Then I'm going to attack him with my short spear for a 21.
0: 21 will hit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to do eight damage.
0: Yeah. You know, in a very fluid motion, you kind of spin your spear and just... Tsh- and he kind of looks down as the blood starts to pool around it and pour down and you see him smile at you as he falls back into the ground.
1: I don't like that. I don't like that.
0: <laughs> okay. So,
1: um I immediately want to do a perception check to see to see if I hear anyone that is coming this way.
0: Yeah, roll perception. Nat 20. Uh, you do not seem to hear anything that sounds like a voice heading this direction. With a nat 20, uh, what's the modifier on it? Just to know the full extent of the roll. Perception, 23. Okay. You would be able to hear, like, in the distance, further and further down the hallway that these men came through. Or, sorry, were heading towards, rather. You hear, like, what sounds like voices not moving towards you by any means, but just Mm kind of like a... With a nat 20, you'd hear, like, a slow kind of rhythmic chant
1: of course there is all right so i would like did i i meant to ask this it was i would bring that little shovel rock with me
0: was it big was it too big i would say yeah you'd probably be able to bring it with you
1: okay cool i'm gonna take that out of my satchel and like since the walls are kind of made out of dirt i kind of want to like dig like a human-sized
0: hole so the walls still are stone oh they're just not like man-made stone Uh, What about the ground? I would say you'd find a few patches that seem to be dirt, but it kind of depends on the spot. Are there any that are big enough to fit two bodies inside? Well, you know, rolling off of your Nat 20 perception check, (laughs) I, I would say, you know, there were a few little, like, offshoots of stuff that, you know, seemed like maybe way, way long ago were used by animals to crawl through that you could probably, you know, put them around. And if people were just walking down here, they wouldn't necessarily notice unless they walk down like those little dead ends. Okay, then
1: uh, that's why I'll try to bring the bodies and then I will take the robes off of one of them.
0: Okay, roll a strength check. Just seeing how long it kind of takes for you to move. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, a 21. Yeah, you're able to do it easily enough and just pull them down the hallway a bit towards a little offshoot that you see maybe goes about like seven feet between, but before getting too small for any human to continue down. But yeah, you're able to dump them in there. As you, you know, you de robe one of them, you see like there are just kind of scars all along his body, like in the front, uh, on his back as well. It seems to be different, different marks of self flagellation. Um, of course. Um, okay.
1: <laughs> then I will uh, put on the robe, uh, but I'm going to keep my hood on. Does their, do their robes have like hoods at all? Or. They would have hoods, yeah. Okay, cool. Then, yeah, I will put their cloak on top of my own and use their hood, and then I will continue in the direction that they were going.
0: Okay. Yeah. You notice, like, there's, like, kind of blood stains that you freshly made <laughs> from killing both these guys. But you do kind of get the sense, like, with the cuts on these robes and the dry blood stains, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know maybe people wouldn't be that weirded out if they saw it. I mean at least yeah. these people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't necessarily seem like it fits in less um, than before. But yeah, you you continue along that passage wearing this. You do kind of you know feel that sickening feeling of blood like kind of st- from this robe sticking to the shirt you wear underneath. You know, mm-hmm. which is definitely not pleasant. But you're able to stomach it well enough. And yeah, you 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 continue down. The hall, and and you see after probably walking for about a minute or so, it ahead of you will open up into a bigger room. Make a perception check from where you're at. That is a nine. Yeah, I'd say um, it's hard to get a really great look into this further room without entering it from from your perspective. Mm-hmm. It does seem like in the distance there seems to be some sort of kind of statue esque thing in the far end of this bigger room that the hallway will soon open into. Do you just continue into that bigger room or uh can I see what the statue is of? I, I would say from this distance and with that role, it's really kinda hard to make out. Okay. Alright, then yeah, I will enter the room. You walk into the room and the chants you had heard, like very faintly earlier, are a little louder. Um, certainly not like billowing chants they still seem to be mostly things that are like spoken just slightly below a typical voice level you know Not, nothing too crazy but as you kind of move in you see the room probably opens up and it's maybe about like 30 by 40 feet uh, you see a few doors on the far end of the room and as, as you walk forward you see four figures in robes at different parts of the room. One is kind of walking up towards that statue and the other three are already lined up in front of it, making some sort of prayer to it. Uh, As you walk closer and you see what they're kneeling in front of, you, you can get a better look at that statue. And it seems to be a woman, almost as terrible as she is beautiful looking. Um, you see in her right hand, she holds a whip with nine strands and barbs on each strand. Uh, the stone does seem to be a little faded uh, at certain points, but, you know, you can still tell that there's there's great fear to be brought from this figure. Interesting. Um, can you make another perception check for me? Yes. Uh, also, can I tell what
1: language that the chant is in? That's one thing I wanted to ask.
0: What languages do you know?
1: Abyssal celestial common deep speech and elvish
0: yeah it seems to be abyssal
1: okay can i understand what they're actually saying
0: yeah it's pretty much as as you're listening in kind of these prayers that all center around pain and finding the happiness in pain and the joy in pain and causing pain and receiving pain and all of the prayers seem to be towards someone by the name of loviatar Okay, well,
1: that explains my fight earlier. Okay, so what the perception check you asked me to make, it was a 16.
0: Yeah, you would see at the foot of the statue is what looks to be a book with a black cover.
1: What are the odds? I uh, I, I start to, like, breathing very quickly and my hands start to shake. Uh, it's, it, it almost feels like a panic attack. Um, but I try to, like, center myself and keep calm.
0: I'm gonna have you... So are you trying to not like stand out to these guys at all (laughs) yes
1: yeah i'm trying to i'm gonna have
0: you make a stealth check as like you're kind of just trying to keep your head down and not be noticed by them um well it was a nine yeah a nine (laughs) it's not great um so yeah there are the three that are praying and the one that's kind of walking over towards it and as he hears your footsteps and like you're obviously not trying to like you know, tiptoe along. I imagine you're just trying to blend in, move the way they do, sneak yep. into the crowd like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Obviously, exactly. there's not a huge crowd, but just like blend in. Uh, but as you step in, one of the hooded figures, someone walking over, kind of looks over at you and like seems to notice something in you. Uh, it, it seems like he makes brief eye contact and you get the sense like, from even your, you, just looking at yourself in the river and those blue eyes, uh, that kind of blue eye, you, someone would remember. You know, like those. Yeah. Those are memorable enough. Where in in this underground place, they probably would at least be able to be like, yeah, no one has eyes that look like that. And he kind of stops walking and looks at you suspiciously. Uh, he he just is staring. That's it. Uh, for for a moment you know you have like i'm probably giving you like a second or two to act or react to it as as you kind of notice him stop and look at you
1: i get down uh and just start kneeling and act as if
0: i'm praying (laughs) all right uh make i guess a deception check okay great it's a 12 okay yeah as you kind of kneel down are you like looking up at all, or is it the sort of thing where your head is down and your eyes are trying to be like on him as much as possible without?
1: <laughs> no, I'm trying to hide my eyes because I know okay. that they look weird.
0: So you're just looking straight down at the ground.
1: Uh, not like straight down, but like I, I my hood is like supposed to be like covering my eyes, and uh, I'm like looking downward. Okay. Like, like I could be, I could see his feet if he were to walk over.
0: Yeah, and you know that's what happens. You hear a few footsteps. As the figure seems to be coming over and eventually you see kind of in your line of sight his feet and you can kind of hear him reaching towards your hood. I lift
1: my hand up and like to look like it as if I'm like, like I try to emulate the the chant that they were doing. Yeah, and I like lift my hand up as if I'm like in prayer or worship, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I try to recast that uh, eldritch blast that
0: came out (laughs) from at the river. Yeah, roll uh, roll to hit. With range stuff, typically you take a disadvantage uh, if you're within five feet. Oh, really? Okay. So so roll
1: a disadvantage. Okay, I got a fourteen and a fifteen, so fourteen.
0: 14 will still hit
1: yeah hell yeah
0: roll damage all right that is a d10 force damage it's gonna be a three (laughs) you look up as you see it hit his chest and he kind of yells out in surprise you see the three others kind of turn and stare at you and all stand up reaching to their sides and pulling out whips i need you to roll initiative yeah i thought as much
1: um and 11
0: okay so yeah starting at the, the guy who's right in front of you he is going to pull to the side pull out a whip and swing it at you
1: okay now wait the the guys that were over at the statue are they like close enough to be able to walk up to me and attack
0: yeah they're probably about from where you are about 15 feet away bummer i thought this room is bigger okay well i mean it depends how far i think you probably walked about halfway into the room so maybe about 20 feet either way i mean with 30 movement speed the size of the room they'd probably be able to get to you okay cool 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 yeah so this one kind of just stands where he's at and swings his whip at you for a 14 to hit that's gonna hit okay uh, so that will do five damage. I believe your temporary hit points reset to 10 after the last guy you killed. It's true. <laughs> uh, so you're back to five temporary hit points now. So you're still in your temporary hit point pool. You said you were 12 or 11? 11, yes. Uh, 11, you are up.
1: Okay. Um, the dude that is in front of me, um, I am going to take out my short spear and just try to like like stand up and stab him in the gut as I stand up.
0: All right, roll the hit.
1: That is a 16. 16
0: will definitely hit. All right,
1: that is six damage.
0: All right. He seems to still be up, but bleeding heavily uh, doesn't seem to have a ton of life left in him. He, he's definitely hurt, hurt bad.
1: I would say also, like, as I stand up, my, like, uh, hood comes off so they can, like, yeah. see me. All right, well, uh, I've, like, got it in his gut. And can I use my bonus action to,
0: like... Like I don't know, charge forward while it's still in there as movement. Hmm. How far are you trying? What exactly are you trying to accomplish? Just moving forward with him towards the other guys, or yeah,
1: I want to see if I can like like create movement forward and then like shove him, like stop moving, and then he will continue to go forward
0: and like knock into the other guys. Uh, I would say the distance you are from that, even with a very very high roll, it's too far. It'd be a little too far. Um, I'd say you'd probably be able to like push him enough where you move like five or ten feet and then stop and he like falls backwards some and well, have to make a save or be prone. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'll have you roll a strength check for it. Okay, uh, it's an 18. You, you push and then stop your movement. Yeah, he comes off the blade and you hear him yell again as he falls and hits the ground and he is prone.
1: Okay. I, like, flick my short spear to the side, a little bit of blood comes off, and I, like, am just eyeing everybody in the room.
0: One of them runs up to you and swings his whip at you. Okay.
1: Uh, that is an 11 to hit. So that is my armor class. Does it have to meet it or exceed it?
0: Yeah, if it meets it, it's a hit. Okay, unfortunately. That's bummer. <laughs> oh shit you have low ac <laughs> yeah all right that's gonna do five points of uh, slashing damage
1: all right that's my
0: temp hp is now gone okay um you see the next one does not run up to you but you see them start to try to cast some sort of spell so yeah you see him stand in place hold his hand out and cast some sort of spell on you i need you to make a dex saving throw Well, it's a three. A three. So not great. Then it'll hit. (laughs) You take, you only take one point of damage. You take one point of necrotic damage as you feel this dark flame kind of hit your chest. Okay. And then another cultist uh, will run up to you and swing his whip at you. So there's four of them total. Four total.
1: What about the, the one that I knocked prone? He's on the
0: ground, probably about
1: 10 feet away from you
0: right but like in in all of these turns which one was he he was the first one okay cool yeah so this is one from the near the statue who runs up to you 15 to hit it hits for four damage okay so now the one that you knocked prone is up He is gonna have to spend half his movement to get up and i'm gonna say yeah he's gonna he's gonna move kind of to your right side and i'm gonna have him take a swing at you he's gonna have disadvantage uh on it as he just seems pretty broken at this moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you had to guess how much hp he had left it it (laughs) it might be one it might be
1: (laughs) a single digit
0: all right that is a 10 to hit which will miss your ac is 11 so yeah he swings and misses and kind of looks at you with a blank expression on his face and now you're up is there any way
1: i could like use my bonus action to like flick him on the nose to do
0: one damage and then be on my way um i'd say if you want to like put your spear to the side and do daggers you know you could do your main hand attack with one dagger and then your off hand with the other and try to hit him with the off hand
1: okay uh yeah let's actually do that so one thing that i love to do with daggers and mage hand uh i'm gonna have my two daggers and the one that's next to me with one hp i'll use my off hand to hit him okay all right well that's an
0: 18 so it's definitely 18 will
1: hit yeah it is three damage
0: yeah he's dead you just stab him do you kind of look at him as you hit him or are you kind of focused in front of you no i'm
1: so what's gonna happen is i'm gonna like because he's across from my left hand, so i'm gonna like do my left hand across my body to hit him and then i'm gonna spin around with my right hand and throw my dagger at the other guy
0: Okay. At the one casting spells, like a
1: distance yeah. from you. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Roll the hit. And that is a
0: 17. 17 will hit. That's going to do six damage. Nice. Yeah. Just hits him in the shoulder. You see that one smile as the blood kind of goes down, and you see him put his hands out in front of him. The one that you hit with your offhand, you just kind of crossed it against his neck. Didn't even give him the time of day to look at him as you spun, and he just crumples down to the ground. Uh, All right, yeah, that's my turn. So yeah, one in front of you is going to swing at you with his whip again. That is a nine to hit. So that misses. Yeah, that'll miss. Um, Another one, the, the one casting spells, is going to try to hit you again with some sort of spell. He's actually going to, yeah, he is going to run up to you at the spot where the other guy just fell. He's going to cast a spell on you. I don't need to tell you what it is. Get over yourself. <laughs> you don't. He runs up, and he you see dark energy start to form around his ha- hands, and he slams his hand on your shoulder. I need you... Oh, he makes a spell attack. Okay. So that is a... 15 to hit, which will hit. You take 17 points of necrotic damage as you feel just this thing pierce, this pain pierce out from your shoulder that he grabbed, and you just feel some dark energy. Almost infecting you.
1: Well, I got that one guy, so at least ten of that damage is negated. Oh,
0: that's true. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so you uh lose the new temporary hit points and then take seven damage.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. That's a lot of
0: damage. Another one swings his whip at you. Natural one. I'm gonna say you like dodge out of the way, and the barbs of his whip hit into the ground and kind of dig into the stone, and you see him trying to pull it up, but it, it seems to be stuck there. You get the sense it might take his next action. I was hoping it hit the other guy that was next. <laughs> uh, he seems though like he cannot make an attack on you at this moment. Okay, great. The next person who was up is the dead guy, so you are up.
1: What about the dude that was casting spells from across the way? He ran up to you. He was the one that ran up to you and put Oh, his hand got his Okay, shoulder. so he's the guy that already has six points of damage. Yep. Perfect. Um, well, in that case, I'm going to use my short spear to stab him. Since he's right next to me. Okay. And that is gonna be a really good roll, which the number of that roll, as soon as I see my modifiers, so I don't remember, is twenty-four.
0: Uh twenty-four will just barely hit, yeah. <laughs> so six points of damage with that. Okay. This one seems to be a little bit hardier than the others. Mm-hmm. And he's still up, but definitely in a lot of pain, definitely bleeding from the wound you just left. And can I use my bonus action to pull my dagger out of his shoulder? Oh yeah, I'll let you do that. <laughs> How much damage oh does God. that do? Um, I make a strength check, I suppose. Uh, a nine. I, I'll say with a nine, you're able to kind of just like barely pull it out, but not like push it in, and pu- you know, not like do any like twisting, but you're able to just pull it out and at least have it. Yeah, okay, cool.
1: I'm content with that. That's my turn.
0: Okay. The one in front of you with a whip is going to swing at you. That is an 11 to hit. Just barely. Uh, and that will do five damage. Five points of slashing damage. Okay. And then, yeah, the one who cast a spell on you before, who, you know, you just ripped a bit <laughs> of dagger out of his shoulder, is <clears> going to... Uh, he's going to put his hand out again. Not touch your shoulder, but it seems like he's casting whatever spell he casts on you the first time. So I need Mm -hmm. you to make a dex saving throw. Okay. Uh, That is a 13. Uh, That'll be enough. You feel like this flame starting to poke up where you're standing and you're able to just kind of step out of the way as a a little ball of dark energy kind of explodes at your feet and he kind of looks at you like oh god. (laughs) (laughs) And then the one who has their whip stuck in the ground is going to attempt to you know, get it the barbs unstuck from the stone in the ground uh, with a nat 20 so he's able to like wow. push, pull it up. you see some rubble like go with the whip and there's just like rocks now at the barbs so it seems like it might do bludgeoning damage now <laughs> instead of <laughs> slashing cool uh, but he, that, that is his action so he cannot attack so you are up top of the order alright well I'm definitely gonna
1: stab this guy with my short spear to make sure that he's dead and I get 10 points of health back <laughs>
0: alright roll the hit that's a 19 19 hits like a motherfucker yeah oh and i got 11 points of damage that time oh yeah you spin you see him looking frustrated that his spell failed and you just uh hit him you know in in the chest again which is just probably the easiest place to aim (laughs) and they don't seem to be wearing much armor he just starts bleeding out and losing control as a smile comes to his face yeah, I, I'm ground. looking directly into this dude's eyes because he yeah. did a lot of damage. He he smiles big at you as light fades from him. Great. Anything
1: else? No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have used the spear. But it's too late now. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, that's it.
0: That's my turn. This one with the whip uh, standing in front of you is going to make another swing. He's kind of yelling in frustration now. Oh, that's a bad roll. For seven. <laughs> cool uh so he misses kind of hits, hits like the body of the guy you just knocked down a it. uh the guy with stones now <laughs> on his whip is gonna take a swing that is a 10 so that's sweet. gonna miss too. sweet you're able to duck beneath it top of the order you are up
1: all right uh i'm gonna get my daggers out but this time i'm going to throw it and then with my bonus action mage hand it back
0: okay so they are like both within five feet of you
1: Oh, I thought they were farther away. No, at this point, they're both five feet. Okay, great. Then, uh, then yeah, I'm going to take out my daggers and see if I can't, like, hit them both.
0: Okay. So your old faithful Assassin's Creed move,
1: uh, which do you <laughs> want to do the
0: dominant? <laughs> uh,
1: the one with the uh, the rocks in his hand. Okay. Or the, the rocks on his whip. Yeah, I'll yeah, get rid yeah. of him first. Roll to hit. Uh, that is a 22. 22 hits. And that's going to do five damage. Nice.
0: Okay. Then your offhand?
1: And my offhand is going to, oh my gosh, uh, a 24. That'll hit too. And that's going to do two damage. Okay, less good. But <laughs> damage is damage. I got to give myself 10 HP. Yep. Uh,
0: they're both going to, you know, swing their whips at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As they do. As they do. uh That's a 21 to hit. That's definitely going to hit. High roll for them. Uh, and that's going to do... Ooh. Seven points of damage. Okay, the next one? Yeah, he is going to uh, throw his uh, stone whiff, swing a stone whiff at you. That's a 14 to hit. Yes, yeah, so that hits. That's only going to do four points of damage. Okay, that's acceptable. So probably just barely burning through your temporary hit points. So you're like, fuck it, yep. I don't give <laughs> Yeah. God, what a cool move. <laughs> and very <laughs> good for a situation like this. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, back to the top of the order, you are up. Okay.
1: Next one is gonna be a hit for 14. I'm just using my short spear to hit the one that I hit for more damage. Okay, yeah,
0: 14 hits.
1: And I'm gonna be doing six damage on him.
0: Okay, yeah, he crumples to the ground as the spear hits and a smile rides on his face.
1: I, after I, I've killed the last one and there's only one left, I point my bloody uh, short spear at him and say, I won't kill you just yet. I need answers. Make a Intimidation check. Okay. Uh, intimidation... that is an 18.
0: Yeah, uh, he doesn't seem to have like a look of fear in his eyes as you say that, but he does seem to have a slight respect for like the command and the determined way you said it. And he lowers his whip. Can I do an action,
1: since he lowered his guard?
0: (laughs) So you're telling him you're not going to kill him, and then (laughs) what are you doing?
1: I'm going to, I want to, like, tackle him to the ground and then point the spear at his throat.
0: Okay, Uh, make a grapple check. So athletics, and he'll do an acrobatics.
1: That is a 12.
0: He also rolled a 12, um, but it's plus one. So he has 13 total. He jumps back, and you kind of miss with your grasp. Mm Mm-hmm. He seems like he was willing to talk to you for a minute, but now that you tried to attack him, uh, uh, I just wanted—I wasn't going to attack him. I
1: just wanted to do, grapple him and interrogate him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to attack. I didn't want to attack him. I just wanted to force him to the ground and fucking yeah, make all. him. Yeah, that's uh, He did not seem to like that. So that's your action. I mean, I guess uh, <laughs> I
1: can't. I can't do it. Like he gets away, and I just tell him like, stand still. I have to ask you
0: questions. I'm going to I'm going to have you roll another intimidation check. This one's a disadvantage though.
1: Yeah, that's fair. So that one is a 12. The, oh my god, that
0: was a nat 20. What a fucking oh, bummer. No. <laughs> what a fucking bummer. So a 12. Yeah, a 12 isn't going to be enough to Yeah. Keep him steady. He's going to swing at you with his whip. That is a 19. Oh, that's going to hit. Uh for 5 damage.
1: Okay. I would be dead if it was not for all of his temp HP. <laughs> Dude, the temp HP is fucking huge. It's so good. All right, it's my turn now. You are up, yeah. All right, now I want to try to injure him, not kill him. Okay. Um. So this is a hit with my short spear for 19. Uh, 19 hits, yeah. For 10 damage.
0: Okay. So he seems like... I'll say because you're kind of pulling up, you know, and you're not going for the kill. You hit him in the leg and he falls down to the ground, and just blood, like almost uncontrollably, is pouring from it. You get the sense yeah, this dude's gonna die at some point pretty quickly, you know, within, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hours if untreated. You definitely hit like a vein and he seems to be bleeding out. He drops his whip as like the strength leaves him. He is still alive in this moment and. Given that you were aiming to, you know, injure, not kill. I'll say he he is conscious.
1: Okay, I grab him by the collar and I say, who are all of you?
0: Worships of the goddess? Who is the goddess? He kind of turns his head to look over at the statue and he smiles as he says the name. Loviatar. He seems to be kind of like looking down at the leg and the wound, smiling at it, almost relishing the pain of it. I slap his face to, like, get his attention. As you slap and he looks at you, the smile is even bigger.
1: Yeah, I I know what he wants. (laughs) You're paying attention to me, I tell him. uh, And I point over at the black book uh, and ask, why am I having visions of that? Why did I wake up with notes about that book? Why is it here? Why was I
0: led here? I need you to make a perception check. Okay. That is a 14. In this case, with the 14... You hear the voice behind you before you hear the footsteps of whatever figure they belong to, that voice belongs to coming up. And you hear a voice say, Rain, surprised to see you here. Uh... So the voice seems to be coming from the entryway that you came.
1: Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm gonna, I guess, look while continuing to hold this dude's collar. Yeah. (laughs) So he's still, like, a, a distance away from me, the voice.
0: Yeah, probably about like 20 feet or so, as you kind of move okay. midway into the room. You turn and you see a man kind of stepping forward. His clothes seem to be made of fine materials, but they are very dirtied and ripped in general. As you look at him, you see kind of rings lining each of his finger uh, fingers, and your eye is definitely drawn to one that looks like it's made out of bone. Pock scars cover his cheeks, and as he gives a little smile, you see his front tooth is a little crooked. Flanking him are three figures. One is a blonde-haired woman with a bandage over her eyes. Another is a handsome man who is rubbing his jaw with his mouth wide open. And you can see for a brief, brief glimpse that he has no tongue. And there's a bald, hard-looking man on the other side of, of him, and he has no ears. There's four of them total? Four total. <sighs> okay, so
1: we have hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. But the other guy you said just has a crooked tooth?
0: Yeah. Looks normal.
1: Did uh, they, they They don't have the cloaks these other guys did?
0: Uh, no. They seem to be wearing other kinds of clothes. And the man speaks up again as you kind of look at him. Rain, why are you here? Uh, I... I... slowly get off
1: the the dude and I, like, rip my spear out of his leg and slowly back up toward the statue... It like still keeping eye tech, but like feeling for the black book that was on the base of the statue. The man steps forward. I raise my spear up at him as it like blood is dripping off of the end.
0: You seem to have a lot of questions before, but now you're a little speechless. What's up with that? That name was just
1: something I gave myself based on a memory. I don't know my real name. How'd you look like you recognize me in that. That doesn't sit well and I, I am moving more quickly toward the base of the statue while trying to keep eye contact.
0: Um, yeah, you kind of keep moving backwards. Yeah, look, I've heard the story before you. Recognize the sound of rain. That's as good of a name as any. You always seem to forget, don't you?
1: Uh, I feel like my stomach just drop, and I just start feeling like nothing but fear, and... I, like, turn, grab the book, and try to run to
0: the exit. As you run over, you hear him kind of bellow out. You keep doing this. You made a deal. And then you choose to go soft on it. You reach one of the doors. It's locked.
1: What is is locked? Like, is it a hand, like, a doorknob that has, like, a keyhole? Or is there, like, a padlock on it? Uh, There seems to be a keyhole. Oh, Can I, the other door that is across, can I tell that that one's locked as well? You can make a perception check. Okay. Um, That is a 14.
0: Uh, it's hard to tell from this distance as you look across. You do see a similar doorknob to it. Okay, I, I just, I, ru- I run over and try. As you start running over, the man keeps speaking. Where do you think you get all those powers that you like so much? Shooting energy out of your hands. Taking life from people. Some people study to get it, but no, not you. You made a deal, but you're too much of a coward to keep your half of it. You'd rather forget. You go to the door and try opening it, and that one seems to be locked too, as you try turning it as much as possible. Uh. The man says, where'd you wake up this time? I
1: am ignoring him, and I try to use Mage Hand to move the tumbles in the lock. Okay.
0: I'll say roll a a dexterity check. Okay, a 13. Yeah, given like you know the way Mage Hand works, it's not necessarily like something that makes a key. It's it's working on it. It it seems to be slow going and it's not an immediate thing. You do feel like the hand is trying, but it's it's definitely not immediate. The man keeps talking. How do you think you found yourself anywhere? It's always the same with you, and we give you way too many chances just because she chose you as a vessel. Where'd you wake up this time?
1: At this point, I speak up, and I'm, like, putting myself between uh, the doorknob and the mage hand that's trying to move the tumbles. Just to, like, make it, I guess, not look like that things are happening inside the door. Mm -hmm. But I, I say, whatever I've been given, I don't want it.
0: You always say that, but then you try to come back to it. You chose this lady's path. You chose the path of pain.
1: I hold up the black book uh, and say, this is the only thing that I know of, and I'm gonna make sure that you, whatever you're doing to me can't happen again. And I throw it on the ground and I cast uh, Create Bonfire on top of the book.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very cool. How does Create
1: Bonfire work exactly? You create a bonfire on ground that you can see within range. Uh, The magic bonfire fills a five-foot cube. Any creature in the bonfire space you cast the spell must succeed a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 fire
0: damage. Yeah, you throw it on the ground. (laughs) Flame piles up around it. You see the man looking at it. And then he starts to step towards the fire. Yeah, the book's probably fine, isn't it? I don't have any
1: spell slots left because I didn't get to make a short rest, which I was really hoping to do after this fight. Oh, what are my options what are my options how long does the fire last its a until the spell ends is what it says oh a, a duration one minute one minute
0: so you just keep it going yeah yeah he uh walks up and eventually reaches his hand in it you can roll one d eight to see how much damage he takes okay six points of damage okay yeah he walks over very calmly reaches in you see the flames kind of burn at his clothes you know Oil his skin a bit, but he reaches his hand in, pulls it back, and you see the black book in his hand. It does not seem harmed. Yeah, of course it's not. Rain, how do you think we got the black book in the first place? I don't want to know. You know. Stop having buyers' remorse. Loviatar will soon be upon this world, and you can be there to usher in the new age.
1: I'll be here to kill her.
0: That's not what you were saying last time.
1: That's what I'm saying this time. And then I throw a dagger at him. Okay. Roll the hit. Um, That is a 17. 17 will hit. And I'm going to do
0: 7 damage. Fuck yes. Nice. The dagger, as you throw it, hits his shoulder. And you see blood pouring down from it. He does not give out a grunt. He does not flinch in pain. He just kind of looks at you and smiles. Can I mage hand it back? Like
1: stop messing with the lock and do that quickly and then make the mage hand go back to picking the lock or is that too much i'd say that's too much yeah okay that's what i thought okay yeah i'm just gonna keep focusing on picking the lock then okay
0: yeah uh i'm gonna have you roll initiative (laughs) Uh...
1: all right 13 all right i really wanted to heal after that whip fight if only if only
0: so are you at a 13 yeah okay i'll say th- so the first one up is the guy that you saw who seemed to be handsome aside uh, from not having a tongue which was a little mm-hmm. unsettling he is going to knock an arrow and take a shot at you oh he has a bow and arrow yeah that sucks uh oh that one uh <laughs> so i'm gonna say for this he <laughs> Takes he aims and as he's pulling back, the string snaps. The arrow kind of cuts along his arm and he's going to take a little damage as it like the tension of it moves back and just slashes him a little bit. And he takes a number of damage that you do not know.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's he doesn't have a bow and arrow anymore, so that's useful, right? Because the the string snapped.
0: Yep, the string snapped.
1: Okay, wonderful. Uh, okay, whose turn is it now?
0: Uh, you are up now
1: am going to put myself in a defensive stance that way i have uh can i am i able to do that to where i can like give myself an advantage at dodging or
0: uh yeah uh, whenever they attack i think though for you to do that as a warlock that has to be your action yeah that's what i want to do okay so yeah no attacks but yeah you can do that as your
1: action yep that's my action and then i'm gonna continue focusing on picking the lock of the door
0: okay i'm gonna say roll
1: another dexterity check as as it continues on will this not be sleight of hand at all or is that more, like, pit I
0: think, I mean, it's it's hard because, like, I would say no, it's not sleight of hand. Because this is technically, like, a lock-picking thing, which you'd typically have a skill. You'd be proficient with, like, lock-picking tools, which you don't necessarily have. You're just kind of brute-forcing <laughs> the Mage Hand in. But, yeah. All right, well,
1: then I got a 15.
0: 15. You feel like one of the tumbles, like, the Mage Hand seems, you hear a little click as you you know move on it it doesn't seem to be opening or fully unlocked but you do hear a click which you ha- you have to imagine is a good sign yeah the man who had stepped up and who has been talking to you this whole time is up next he is going to actually turn around and start walking uh, back towards the three figures he walked in with and he says make sure you kill him this time And he just is going to walk away, and he gets to about the entrance of the room. Great. Uh, Next up is the hard-looking man with no ears, who's going to run up to you, uh, just be able to get up to you and... Well, no, actually, he... he, uh... How did he hear the order if he has no ears? He can tell by the body language of the man walking who kind of pointed... (laughs) It's oh, right.
1: okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it seems like they've been traveling long enough, and also he can read lips. Ryan, come on! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he runs over. He gets thirty feet out. He's going to actually dash to get up to you, uh, but that is his attack, uh, his action, and, uh, action and movement. So he can't attack, but he is next to you at the door now. But there's a bonfire in front of me, just five feet though. I mean, there's like. Other five foot squares around you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. This is a good point. Yeah. Then yeah, the woman with no eyes. You see her kind of listening, lock onto you, and she's gonna cast a spell. As you look, it seems to be similar <laughs> to the spell that you cast earlier, where the black tendrils came oh from my your hands. Gosh, what a coincidence! Disadvantage, though, right? because you took the dodge action? Correct. So that first one was a natural 20. And the second one, uh, low roll, but uh 12. That's still going to hit. And that is going to do 9 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Back to the top of the order. The guy with the bowstring that snapped. What does he want to do? I think he will, yeah. Just drop the bow, pull out a little short sword at his side, and start walking up to you. He's not quite able to get up to you. He does not dash and sprint towards you, but he does move up. Definitely seems like he could get up to you in the next round. Mm -hmm. You are up. Defensive stance and continuing to pick that lock. Okay, roll another dex. An 18. 18. (laughs) You feel it seems like it's unlocked. Uh, I imagine you're also like having a hand on it, being like, come on, come
1: on, come on. Yep, 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 <laughs> yeah. yep, yep.
0: You f- feel the door start to open. Uh, I use my movement action to leave. Okay. Uh, that does provoke an attack of opportunity, but you use your action it, it does. to dodge, so he does swing at disadvantage. He has a big ass axe. <laughs> uh, first one is a 21 to hit. Uh, so 21 to hit, so it'll definitely hit you. Mm hmm. Okay, for five points of uh, bludgeoning or slashing damage, and then five points of necrotic, which I don't think you have resistances to either. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you running? Yeah. Yeah, you just start sprinting. You see, it seems to be a hallway of sorts. There are no torches lit anywhere.
1: Luckily, I have dark vision, so that's You do have
0: dark vision. Uh, and as you note, I mean, granted, you couldn't see the ears of the hard looking man. Uh, they did all seem human. And also, I guess there is the one woman who's blind, which maybe that won't matter. <laughs> but she is also pretty far away from you at this point because she is still in the entrance of that other room.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just going to run as fast as I can through this corridor until I find a de- an exit.
0: Yeah, so the guy with the axe is up next. I mean, as you started running down, you'd no longer see the guy who was talking to you. Uh, so the guy with the axe is next. He can get up to you and take a swing. Uh, I guess you technically still would have the dodge action, so... Okay. First roll is a nat 20. Man. <laughs> and then a 10. So yeah. I mean, no, it was a, it was a nat 1 anyway, so that would automatically miss. Uh, you got the range there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he swings and just it scrapes the ground kind of making a spark uh, of stuff. I'll say, yeah, I'll say as he swings down, it kind of chops into his boot uh, and seems to be stuck there for a moment.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm not even looking behind me. I am just booking it. Just sprinting as fast
0: as you can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say... Given the turn order and whatnot, the other figures do probably start moving towards you. But given him kind of hobbled in the middle of this corridor with his axe in his boot. (laughs) uh, Yeah, you just sprint as far as you can. You're able to get distance from him. Uh, As you move forward, you see that the path splits three different directions. Left, center, and right. Which way do you want to go? Left, center, and right. Can
1: I make a quick perception check to see if I feel...
0: Yeah, roll uh, perception. Nat 20. Uh, you feel like the path to the left seems to have wind. Okay, I, I run down the left path. Yeah, it seems like the air is freshest. You also on the left path seem to hear kind of above like the flow of water. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you sprint to the left as fast as you can. Uh, with a nat 20 with perception, you hear voices behind you. You hear a voice of a woman kind of yelling, seemingly at the man with no ears, which, to what avail? <laughs> yelling stuff like, you idiot! You're letting him get away! Uh, and you just keep sprinting. Uh, eventually, you know, the path seems to start moving up. There's no stairs, necessarily, but it does seem to move up, and you start seeing a little bit of light ahead of you.
1: I Yeah, I'm, like, doubling my efforts.
0: As you continue to go that way, you see like the light seems to be coming from a set of bars that almost lead outside. Kind of like a gate, but you know, it looks like a gate, but there's nothing to like push open. And as you look, it seems to be alongside the river, almost as like a little place to look out from, or maybe this used to be some sort of like sewer back in the day to drain water from the river when it overflowed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not necessarily passed away, it's probably about like a foot tall, and, and the bars are pretty thick, uh, but it does look outside and you can see like the river path. You can see outside, it's just like, there. as you look at it, you're like, feasibly, this is not something I can get through easily.
1: So I can't get through it easily, but because this is still in, like you said, the, the old stone wall. Mm-hmm. So the path
0: continues forward it continues forward i'm just saying here at this point of it you see it kind of mm-hmm. the whole thing kind of turn and you see light that is coming directly from outside the river but there's there's no way i could break through these bars or bend
1: them i'm not that strong i don't think i have any option other than to keep running
0: okay you keep sprinting just as fast as you can
1: yeah i mean i i, I like the way you're describing this it sounds like i really would not be able to get through these bars
0: uh, yeah, you. I mean, you get the sense maybe with the right spell.
1: I'm out of spell slots because I didn't get a short rest. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. I. Uh. I, I get to the bars and I just like scream help as loud as I can and then I keep running okay. down the.
0: Yeah. You yell help, help, and just keep fucking booking it as fast as you can. I'm gonna have you make an athletics check. So at this point, you've been sprinting for a while, mm-hmm. uh, just to see how well can you keep up this pace. Yes, that is a 13. Yeah. You're, I mean, your sprint does turn to a jog, but you are still able to keep running uh, and, and you hope it's fast enough.
1: Also, I do, do want to say whenever I got to the bars, I also wanted to like take off the cloak that they were wearing mm-hmm. just so that it does not look like that I am sure uh, a part of that anymore.
0: Okay. You, you keep sprinting, drop the cloak. Eventually you come to a dead end. Of course I do. Make a perception check. Uh, a 20. That's good, yeah. You see above you just a tiny crack of light. I'd say with your with your dark vision, you'd be able to kind of look up, see a tiny crack of light from above, and see like what looks to be a, a manhole kind of blocking the path. But there's no ladder or anything. And, and with a 20, as you look around too, you'd see that there are what definitely used to be a ladder. <laughs> uh, just like, you know, metal parts connecting to the wall. Most of them seem to be broken. There's probably nubs enough to get a foot on and a hand on, but nothing that like comfortably you can mm-hmm. climb. Well, I'm I'm gonna try to climb up top and get out. Uh, make a, I'm, I'm gonna say make a strength check at disadvantage as you kind of like get a hand up and a foot up onto these metal things and you're trying to push up this grate. A 14 and a 17 okay that's pretty good 14 so yeah you push up you hear it pff, scrape a bit move up like half the way you feel like you need another good shove to get it make another strength check this one i'll say won't be a disadvantage because it's not like the full thing nat 20 yeah you pff, see it move and you're filled with like slight relief as a little sunlight comes down and just pff, you push it up in it pff, 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 you hear it thud on the ground and you're able to just jump up. You look around, you see that as you kind of scope immediately, you don't necessarily see the spot that you came in. You do see the various ruins of this keep around. You see the river and you see the forest to, to your right at this point. Uh, I'm gonna put the manhole cover back on. Okay, uh, make another strength check. A 22. Okay. Yeah, you're able to easily enough doo, 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 uh make a perception check too. Okay. Ooh, that is a five. Uh so what I'll say, you don't hear the footsteps below. As though you drop the manhole back in spot in the spot, you hear a voice directly below and you get a quick glance glance at the woman with a bandage over her eyes, who so you see her lift her hand and you hear just like a almost like a gong sound against the um, metal grate, uh, against the manhole as her spell seems to hit it and bounce back down. Seems like they're right below you, uh, but you're able to get it down just in time. What do you do? They were right below me, so I'm going to try to
1: run back toward the river and follow it to uh, the town that I
0: had originally intended on going to. So you're running north? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you you know, hit the river bed and just start sprinting up it. As you move you think about the way you woke. You try your best to avoid thinking about the words that were spoken to you by the pox-scarred man. Mm -hmm. And you hope that your travels to the north will give you some understanding or knowledge that you lack right now. And that's where we're going to end this session that's really really good that was absolutely unnerving <laughs> yeah i think that's a fun little spot to end off maybe maybe the fact that he lived the fact there's a lot of things uh maybe someday we can get a nice little sequel for rain and i see uh, how things have uh progressed in the future i genuinely thought he was dead
1: i thought that with those like themed villains, I was like, oh, okay, this is the one where this is the one where he dies
0: uh certainly would have been possible I mean had you tried to fight them all it would have been a really tough fight you would you would have needed to roll real, especially after all the damage you took in the previous yeah. one yeah yeah that that would have been that would have been fun to see though uh, I mean I, at once you got to that point I, I kind of figured there are three paths three paths that you could do which is you know fight them who knows what would happen? but good luck <laughs> you you were pretty hurt at that point yeah what you did which is running away and uh, getting far enough away from them that they no longer seem to want to take chase or uh, you know the off chance that you joined them <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that made your boy become evil yeah absolutely but yeah I uh <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that it was definitely fun a little creepy
1: yeah i super did uh that was definitely like the creepiest session i've had i've never like <laughs> felt existential dread by things npcs said to me
0: yeah i was really hoping hoping that the moment he said like rain that you'd be like oh what the fuck <laughs> like uh and then just kind of as the revelation that like memento style like you've you've been through this before uh yeah
1: yeah that was uh that was pretty awful (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so like like thinking uh in the line of thought with my characters like oh if this is happening then i'll just kill the god and then it'll finally stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this was an absolute blast thank you so much for doing this with me
0: yeah thank you for being on it Uh, i'm glad we could finally get it get it going uh, for anyone that's stayed and listened throughout this whole thing, thank you. Uh, you're appreciated. I, I hope you enjoyed this existential boy in the crisis. <laughs> uh, and, and and I think I think definitely it's it's left off at a spot where I I would love to see something more from Rain. See see how his journey continues in in the land of Cortia.
1: I, I absolutely would as well. If that is ever something you would love to explore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will have to see in the future what will come of rain. What will we learn about the different g- gods that are evil? Tune in next time for Once Upon a Roll. If you, the listener, uh, think that the story could, sh-
1: could continue, please support Raz on Patreon. And, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: pay for a sequel. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a fun little goal, yeah that's the thing like the conceit of the show is like uh, I, I, that might be the wrong word for it uh the idea of the show the concept of the show is like one adventure that's it one and done but there have been so many characters that i've had on so far where i'm like dang i'd love to see more like, <laughs> i'd love to see more of you so i don't know uh maybe maybe uh that'll be some goal i had at some point of, of having sequel episodes whether that be a patreon thing or you could or uh, just in you- general You could call the sequel Once Upon a Roll with Advantage. Ooh! Where where they get a second roll. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks for listening, Ryan. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all have a great day and or night, and I will see you in the next one. Stay away from cults. Bye. Bye.